0: history of Oklahoma is about winning championships. trying to make something happen. He breaks free. Kennedys Brooks out. Forget the field goal. it with a touchdown. What is up, Sooner Nation? I'm Casey Mallon, and if you're here, you are in a Sooner state of mind. This is our first episode, so you're getting in early, kind of like Kings of Leon, youth and young manhood era early. So I want to welcome you to the show. I grew up in Norman, Oklahoma. I live in Los Angeles now, but from a very early age, I was obsessed with OU football. And as I've gotten older, that obsession has only gotten worse. It's in my blood. It runs deep. It's on my mind. Sometimes it's the only thing I can think about. So Sooner's State of Mind is my love for OU football, and I want to share that with Sooner Nation. So make sure you're a part of it by subscribing through Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you want to watch the show, head on over to Believe.com. That's B L. EAV.com, go to shows, type in Sooner State of Mind, and you're locked. And it's not only Sooner content, we have a ton of great shows, every team, every topic, everywhere, believe.com. We made it, people. We got through the drought. College football is back this weekend in just a few short days. We're going to have games. We'll preview those in just a little bit. But before we get there, I wanted to remind you guys... Appreciate this 2023 college football season. Soak it in because it is the last one of old college football as we know it. Back in the day for the national championship, they would vote on the teams and sometimes it wasn't even one versus two and that was very archaic. Then we moved into the BCS era. They still voted on the teams, but at least it made sure one and two happened in the national championship and that was a little bit better. But then we got to the college football playoff, four teams duking it out, and that was pretty sweet. But starting next year, we're going to have a 12-team college football playoff, and I could be no more stoked than I am right now for the thought of that college postseason next year. 12 teams it's going to be completely awesome. Not only that, it's going to make the regular season better, too. Because teams aren't going to be scared to schedule big-time games. And one loss is not going to keep you out of the playoffs like it has in years past. That was the worst part of it. You get that loss in October and your season's over. Now with 12 teams, it's going to be a more equitable share, more teams involved, a better postseason. And think of how rad a playoff team on campus is going to be. A playoff game at the Prairie on the Palace? Ah going to be electric. I cannot wait. We're going to have that. Patience, though. I'm getting ahead of myself. We still have a full year before we get to that, and it's going to be good. Like I said, old college football is dying. It's the Wild West out there now with NIL and transfers. The landscape is completely changing, and kind of what started that was the announcement a couple summers ago of OU and Texas leaving the Big 12 and going to the SEC. Now, that was supposed to happen in 2025, but shortly after OU and Texas made their announcement, USC and UCLA said that they would be leaving the Pac-12 Conference and going to the Big Ten. And they were doing that for 2024. That accelerated Texas and OU's departure. So next year, we're going to have these new awesome conferences. It's going to make for even better games. It's going to make for even better competition. But USC and UCLA aren't the only teams going to the Big Ten. Oregon and Washington are also bailing the Pac-12 going to the Big Ten. And not only that, starting next year, Utah, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, they will be heading to the Big 12. That conference is going to look a lot different because this year they already have UCF, BYU, Houston and Cincinnati joining the Pac-12. Brett Yarmark is doing a fantastic job of that conference in the leadership position now and he's really putting them I think right behind the SEC and the Big 10 and then it is the Big 12. It's going to look a lot different it's going to be pretty good considering they're losing two of their biggest moneymakers, but it's keeping them relevant. On the other hand, Pac-12 down to four teams. And I would put, you know, the reason for this conference dying on Larry Scott. A few years ago, Pac-12 Network seems like it's going to be a good deal, but he could not get it on DirecTV. I live in Los Angeles. As a sports fan, most Sports fans in this area have DirecTV because the ticket, baseball, whatever, Pac-12 network was not available. That meant anybody in L.A. on DirecTV could not watch USC or UCLA play football. What the hell? Makes no sense. And that's kind of what started uh, the debacle that is the Pac-12. And now you have just a few teams uh, looking for new homes. So I hope it works out because these moves do happen quickly and um you know Stanford and Cal Oregon State Washington State let's find these let's find these teams at home people moving forward so 2023 it's the last season before all that pandemonium happens you know and with the potential move to the SEC Oklahoma has started crushing it on the recruiting trail 2024 Top 16 with a couple of five stars still uh, out there waiting to make their commitments. Um, but it's having a major impact on recruiting. And part of that is because of the awesome schedule next year, people. OU hosting Bama, South Carolina, and Tennessee, South Carolina, Shane Beamer, bringing the Gamecocks to Norman, baby. Some ties there. Josh Heupel, Bringing his volunteers to Norman. That is going to be excellent. Kind of, you know, will getting fired a few years ago as the OC. Kind of left on bad terms. Come back next year. Be a Hype video. Hopefully repair uh, that relationship for these uh, new division foes that will be doing battle. um, Obviously more often moving forward. So it will be sweet to see Hype get some love there and maybe mend those fences a little bit away games for the Sooners at Auburn, at LSU, at Ole Miss, and at Mizzou. Blockbusters. Huge dollars, huge eyeballs, huge audiences. That was one of the reasons, that was the main reason that the Sooners left. Um, Great slate of games. It's going to be completely awesome. I cannot wait. And that does make me wonder, though, with the SEC on the horizon, what's that going to do for the juniors on OU's roster. you think these cats will stay another year? Guys like Stutzman and Downs, Farouk and Guyton. Is the allure of playing games in the SEC going to be enough to push those NFL dreams back one more year? We'll see. It's going to be a minute because we have this season to get to, but um, very interesting to see what happens to those guys as we move forward. Mentioned the move is having a ripple effect on recruiting. Top 16 class. Part of that is because OU has some very young, talented coaches. DeMarco Murray absolutely crushing it recruiting running backs. Just landed the number one running back for 2024, Taylor Tatum. And that's adding him to an absolutely stacked running back room this year. Barnes, Sachuk, Walker, Major Hicks. It's going to be epic. And this team was good at running the ball last year, so it's only going to get better. Receiving wise, Kale Gundy, uh, the resignation out of nowhere before the season started last year. They brought in Ledamian Washington as the interim, um, and I think because of that, that change that the receiver room um, was hampered. It didn't get, it didn't have the the best season because of that. So flash forward, you go get Emmett Jones from Texas Tech. This guy is an awesome recruiter. They pry him away from Tech. He's got deep, deep ties to high school football in Texas. 2024 Kearney, Raggins, and Carrion already looking better, a nice combo of size and speed. But they have some leadership for this receiving room moving into this season. You know, um, besides Drake Stoops, there's not a lot of proven commodities there. Obviously, Marvin Mims in the NFL this year, um, had some flashes from Farouk and Freeman last year. But what this is doing is actually creating a lot of opportunity for guys that have been in the program that haven't shown it yet. You know, um, Gibson, Anderson, Petaway, those guys have opportunity to be huge contributors to the offense this year. So I think a full offseason with Jones is going to do Wonders for their de- development, which just wasn't there last season. So I expect a lot more out of that room um, for this season. Um, Tight end, I'm a little worried about. Stogner's coming back, transferred to South Carolina. He's coming back to finish at OU. The young guys behind him are a little bit banged up. So losing Braden Willis to the NFL, I'm a little bit worried about the production coming out of there. But um If those guys, the younger guys can get healed up, maybe they can start contributing, but at least Stog can hold it down for a little while. Um, Offensive line, lost a couple tackles to the NFL too, but Bill Biedembo is one of the best in the business. All he does is churn tackles and linemen into the NFL. So once he gets to work with some of these young guys, I think they'll be fine. Might be a work in progress, but it will get there. Quarterback room, baby. This thing is chock full 2024, we already got Michael Hawkins in. In 2025, Kevin Speary's is going to be there. These guys um, have a chance to improve, become five stars by the end of it. Um, they love the levy system. It's very productive. We also got Jackson Arnold on the bench now, which is completely awesome. I expect to see him play a lot this year. But this is still Dylan Gabriel's team. And he's shown that he is fully capable. You know, Last year, coming from UCF, coming off a huge injury, I'm not sure if he knew the, uh, the scope that it was to be a, a quarterback at Oklahoma. And, you know, last few years, Baker and Kyler, it's been difficult shoes to fill. Caleb Williams, you know, all these guys. We got a little bit spoiled there, but I think year two in the system – Gabriel is going to be much better. And it's not like he was that bad last year. Very safe with the ball. Um, We'll see more of the running game. I think a full season in that system, too, back with these guys is really going to pay dividends. And we'll see the fruits of those labor uh, on the field. But moving forward, that quarterback room is um, completely stocked. And I'm stoked about that as well. You know, last year six and seven for the Sooners. It's been a long time since they've had a season like that. And, uh, you know, while a lot of people thought the sky was falling, it really wasn't. You know, Venables, his first year there, transforming the program, moved out a lot of guys, moved in a bunch of guys, and that process just doesn't happen overnight. So not a lot of panic, and for the most part, This team was in most of their games, granted, got beat down by TCU, the game that Dylan Gabriel um, was knocked out of. But I don't think at the time anybody realized just how good that TCU team was going to be. Obviously, they made it to the national championship. So there was a lot of NFL guys on that team, you know, Duggan, Johnston, Miller. um, They just beat the crap out of the Sooners. But like I said, nobody knew how good they were, and they showed that that was a really – dynamic, and good team. Texas, yeah, they blow us out. Didn't have a quarterback. Scared to throw the football. I don't think anybody saw that coming either, that we would go into a game and have to run the Wildcat, that Braden Willis would get so many reps back there. So for whatever reason, they didn't trust who they had um, behind Dylan Gabriel. That's not going to be the case this year. Jackson Arnold, he is going to get some playing time, and all the word out of camp is – He's looked just as good as advertised, so that's going to be different moving forward. But um, Texas won't hear the end of it until they play in October. But, you know, if we win four and then lose one, I'm okay with that. And I would take the season before and that huge come-from-behind Sooner Magic moment with Caleb Williams beating that Texas team than I would uh, getting blowed out When you're only going six and seven, the pain nowhere near the same. So um, but we'll get a chance back at those guys in October. So, you know, the Kansas State loss also last year, 10 points, but they were right there at the end, could not get a stop. Adrian Martinez probably had his best game as a collegiate quarterback last year was running, throwing um, when it was down by three, couldn't get a stop and they eventually put that um, deficit up to 10, and it was just too much to overcome. But other than that, the other losses were by three points or less, and it seemed like they just could not finish. They would get a first down to be brought back by holding, or it would be a third and short, and someone would jump off sides. It was always like a mistake compounded by another mistake. You know, third and long, and someone would blow a coverage. And it, it was just more of the same all season long. And I rewatched the Cheez-It Bowl because I'm a sicko like that. And I was impressed with what I saw there for the most part. I thought Dylan Gabriel played a great game, um, ran the ball more. I think we'll see that this season. The running game with Barnes and Sochik was completely awesome. I know we're going to see a bunch more of that um, moving forward. But it was the same thing. This team just could not finish out. They had a lead late in the thing, couldn't get a stop when they needed to on defense. Um, you know, third and longs with more blown coverage. I think year two in a very complex, venable system, overall the team will know it better. And I think the leadership on that defense, touchman and downs, guys like that, will be able to show the young guys what they need to do. I think we'll see a lot less blown coverages. I think we'll see a lot better defense, and I think we'll see more productivity on the offensive side of the ball. I'm an optimist, so I always see the the cup is half full, but I'm very excited to see what this team does moving forward, and it's a pretty favorable schedule. So clean up some of that nonsense with the penalties and play a little more sound, and I think – You know, I think they could be in it at the end of the season. I think that every year, but um, there's too much talent for them to not finish with nine or 10 wins moving forward. So um, that is all TBD, but we're going to have that uh, in two weeks. We'll actually have some Sooner football, and I'm completely stoked on that. All right. It's first week of college football. They call it week zero, whatever. There's a handful of games. Not many good ones, but it's something. It's a little teaser, if you will. So at least there's going to be football this weekend. So that, in my book, is a win. I guess the biggest game of the week is um, Navy at Notre Dame. But this game is in Ireland. That's pretty cool for the Domers to be over there. Favored by 20 in this one. So it's not expected to be close. Although sometimes that Navy run game can give teams fits. But... I don't know that they'll have the, uh, the firepower to hang with the Irish. Um, Marks Freeman's second year there, and they bring over Wake Forest quarterback Sam Hartman, who's pretty good at Wake. Um, if he can buy, be the guy that they think he's going to be, then um, you know there's a lot of expectation on this Notre Dame team, and they could find themselves in the mix later on in the season. So I will be stoked to watch that game. Up next, we have UTEP at Jacksonville State. Rich Rod, coach at Jacksonville State, but UTEP is a one point favorite on the road. Will you tune into that game? Maybe. I might. I'll probably watch it. It's football, so got I got to do something. UMass at New Mexico State. New Mexico State, eight point favorites at home. Yeah. Ohio at San Diego State. That's a pretty good game. San Diego State uh, minus three at home. It'll be interesting to see what those guys do. There was thoughts that they would join the Pac-12. Maybe they heard the rumblings of what was going on. They said, "Oh, we're not going to do that. We're going to stay put for a while." Uh, maybe they'll make a, a mega conference with some of those uh, the whack teams. What's left of the you know the Pac-12 and maybe the AAC. I don't know. We'll see something down the road. But San Diego State, some of the best unis. In the biz. Up next, Hawaii at Vanderbilt. Wow, the Rainbow Warriors, they got a long way to go for this one. Vandy, 17 and a half point favorites at home in this. Commodore is easy like Sunday morning, probably put the smack down on Hawaii, but we will see what happens in that one. And then San Jose State at USC. USC, 30-and-a-half point favorites at home preseason All-American and reigning Heisman Trophy winner and most likely the number one pick in next year's draft, Caleb Williams. He had a great season last year. Does some Superman stuff out there. He's got a very good chance of winning the Heisman Trophy in back-to-back years. Um, they should have plenty enough. For San, Ho- San Jose State, um, let's see if Alex Grinch got that defense uh, any improved from the year before. Achilles' heel, uh, pretty much the Sooners, and then see for where he's been. So um, Caleb's got some mojo in there. How much? He probably won't need to, you know, dive in the bag at all this week because it is San Jose State. Go out there, throw a couple touchdowns, and then um, watch the last three quarters. On the bench, but the following week is a full slate of college football games, and we are going to have you covered on all that. We're actually going to have a Sooners game to talk about. Arkansas State, hosting Arkansas State, I don't know what the spread on that's going to be, but it is going to be epic, and we will go into great detail on that. We'll take a look more at the Sooners defense. We didn't spend a lot of time with them. This week, but we will do that next week. I want to thank you guys for being part of Sooner State of Mind. You got questions or comments? Hit us up at SSOMhost at gmail.com. Do not forget, like and subscribe to Sooner State of Mind on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Check out the show on believe.com. We are gonna have lots of fun this season, gonna have some great guests. Make sure you are part of it. We will have you covered for everything Sooners, including checking in on some of our Sooners in the NFL. Sooner football is back next weekend, baby. We just got to make it one more short week. I appreciate you guys hanging out. My name is Casey Mallon. I am in a Sooner state of mind. I hope you are too. We will catch you next week.